Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb, and I am at a fantastic Minnesota Made company by the name of King Technology. Where are we again, Melanie? What, what city? Hopkins. We're in Hopkins. Hopkins. And joining me today is the, did you call yourself the founder? It was you and your dad, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. uh, my dad and I started this uh, company back in uh, 1978, and I bought it in 1988. Okay. So on your business card, I don't have one in front of me, but does it say founder, CEO? What do you call yourself? CEO and chairman. CEO and chairman. Joe King. Not as funny, haha, I'm joking. It's Joe <laughs> King. I'm always joking. <laughs> you just have to get to know me. Yeah. A little sarcasm in me, always. Yes. And to his right is his better half, Mary King. How you doing, Mary? Great. Thanks. And it, I must admit to this, the Joe King thing. Yes. We were married three years, so I knew him two years before that. So it was five years before... I figured this out one day. I thought I was so funny. Oh, are you kidding me? You just figured that out? When I was in college, I had a professor who would call on me every day when I'd raise my hand. He'd say, you must be joking. (laughs) Is that true? Yeah, so everybody in the class thought that whatever my response was wasn't the right answer Mm. because they didn't know my name. Oh, Ah. nice. nice. It's yeah. memorable. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but we actually had a love for each other. It was yeah. just his way of doing it. Yeah, that's a, it's a good name. I wish I had that name. But when we introduce ourselves, it works, though, because it's now it's Mary and Joseph. Oh. King. Oh. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. So. It's very biblical. You know who would love that name, Melanie? Who? My son, Jackson. Wouldn't he love the name Joe King? Oh, my gosh. He wishes his name was Joe King. <laughs> he, he's always looking for a laugh. Uh, he's the jokester. Really? Yeah. His uh, costume this year for Halloween is Baby Trump. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's eight, right? Oh, my yeah, gosh. I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's a riot. He's a hoot. And uh, co-hosting, if you haven't figured it out already, um, the lovely Melanie LaRue is with me again today. How are you doing, Melanie? Great. How are you, Jason? Good. So this has been... So this podcast was supposed to start two hours ago, right? It's mm-hmm. been two hours? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So We've been we, chat, chat, chatting. Yeah. Very and, impactful. Yeah. You know, I, I could foresee, Joe, to be honest with you, I, I view these moments in life where you're going down a path and you hit something, bam. And you, you might be headed due north, but now you're headed, you know, a little bit northwest. Like your your, your direction in life changes a little bit. And I, I remember several of these moments going back, you know, as a child when my, my, my direction changes and you go this way rather than that way. And wouldn't you agree during this tour that these two hours could possibly changed my direction a little bit, but also yours? I love hearing that. And yes, I completely agree. Yeah. So not only did we get uh, a a great education in business and (laughs) a a different philosophy and looking at things, uh, Enterprise Network, is that right, Joe? Network Enterprise. Network Enterprise. Okay, Mm -hmm. screwed that up. That's okay. So not only did you get a, a good education, you know, not business 101, but I call it like maybe business 205 on, right. on how to create purpose and meaning, direction and vision and staying humble. And uh, business is more than just making a dollar. It's, yes. it's changing people's lives. Right? Yes. Yeah. And the more growth you have, the more opportunity you have mm. to impact people's life in a positive way. Yeah. That's what I truly got out of yeah. what your purpose is. Wow. It's more than making a buck, man. It's it you is. Guys, you guys are are doing are making an impact, mm-hmm. uh, not only in the water treatment for pool and spa, but in lives. Mm. Right. Right. That's that's really the the heartfelt, yeah, why of what we do. That's really cool, Joe. Um, We got a lot to talk about. You are very articulate. You are generous with your information. 
So I'm just going to take my headphones off and sit back <laughs> and let it rip, Joe. How about that? Wow. wow. <laughs> Come on, let it rip. Let's see, it's 5 to 12. It's almost time for lunch. So. Yeah, I'll be back in a couple this. hours. Yeah. We can, uh, no, I'll nap, try. nap time after this. I'll try to guide the path a little bit. A quick message from our sponsors. This podcast was brought to you by Minnesota Risk Partners, specializing in risk management and insurance services for Minnesota-based companies. Check them out at minnesotariskpartners.com. Let's start from the beginning. You have a really cool story about how the business got started back in the day. Mm-hmm. With your dad at home, uh, and uh, let's, let's take it from there. So how did this all come about? Well, and. Unbeknownst to me, my dad was an inventor, and uh, he had started out building swimming pools. Mm. And in doing so, um, he did that throughout a five-state area. That was one of his primary businesses. Then he built a swimming pool for the general manager of Toro, who became a friend, and he called him up. I didn't tell you this part of the story. He called him up on a Sunday and asked him to come over and he says, bring your wife, Annie, and uh, we'll have a lemonade. And my dad was like, well, what's, what's going on? He says, well, there's something wrong with the swimming pool. Come on out. Okay. So he says, all right, be in the car soon. So they get out there, and he says, Lloyd, you go check out the pool. Anna Mae, you come with me. We'll have lemonade over here. And Lloyd, you join us when you figure it out. He comes over. He had been selling my mother on the story of what he wants my dad to do. Which Smart is, man. Which is to stop <laughs> stop building swimming pools, which took him away from the family, of which we have five, there were five children, yeah. mm-hmm. and that he could be local. And um, what he explained was is that he had just bought a company called Moistomatic, and that became Toro Irrigation. Hmm. Oh, wow. So my dad installed the first Toro sprinkler system at his home, Bob Gibson, which was... Um, right over by where the Cargill plant is, uh, right there on McGinty. Okay. So that's that's how he then got into the irrigation business. Yeah. So swimming pools, irrigation, and then I was the youngest of five. So dad, um, dad did these different businesses, and then there was a distribution side of the business too. Yeah. And, w- and when you say your, your, your dad was, did the swimming pools and the irrigation, was it uh, your dad's business? Was he the owner of the business? Yes. Okay. That, so, so the first one was Minnesota Pool Company, and the second one was called Moistomatic Irrigation. So he was also first or second in both of those uh, industries Okay. in Minnesota. Okay. So he had some experience in different forms of water, let's say. Absolutely. And somehow that transpired into... The current business of being the experts in water treatment for pools and spas. Now, how did that transition occur? Well, uh, he had built a swimming pool for uh, Holiday Inn Airport, which would, was out by the airport, and mm-hmm. they put he built a jacuzzi. So it was the first one of the first jacuzzis um, back in the day, and that was. Um, he was selling a, a chemical called bromine. That was the sanitizer. And he called the company and said, I need a chemical delivery system for this smaller volume of water. And they said, well, we don't have one. And so he got thinking about it, and he came up with an idea. Mm. So I'm actually at the University of Minnesota, Carlson School of Business. And nice. I, was, I was studying management and marketing. And I was um, maybe into my last year, and he, unbeknownst to me, had developed the prototype and sort of built built it and assembled it, and it worked well. He had made a um, uh, an offer to the company that distributed that manufactured the chemical bromine. He said, um, "If you if I made these, would you buy them?" And they said, "Yeah, we think we would." And he says, "Well, I need let's just say." 20,000 for this to make a make a good business decision for me. And they said yes. Mm. It was a handshake. That's the way my dad did business. Very honorable man. Yeah. And uh, come the time that the the project, so dad 
takes the second, gets a second mortgage on the house. Mm. I should mm-hmm. note. At he, age 60. Whoa. Now we're 65. Wow. wow. 60. Wow. Yeah. So again, I don't know this yet. Right. So he's, he's moving forward with this project. I'm fi- finishing university. And um, the next thing I know, he says, well, this company has um, backed out. And so they're not going to do it. They've decided that hot tubs are going to be a fad and it's not a trend for the future. So they, <laughs> I think they were a little bit wrong. <laughs> Just by, by an Just inch. Just a little. Uh, yeah. So. Okay, so they, they placed an order for 20000 on a handshake deal. Your yep. dad goes out and gets a second mortgage and then, and then, then the customer backs out. Exactly. <laughs> so then he... I'm now actually over in England going, I've got my last few classes. I decided I wanted to get some experience outside Hopkins, right? <laughs> and uh, so they actually followed me. They flew over, brought some friends, and I didn't know it, but they, were, they said they were going to go on a little vacation, and they were really tracking me down. Who? Who was following you? My mom and dad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lloyd okay. and Anna May. Okay. Yeah. Also known as Annie, Lloydie and Annie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're pretty special folks. Why were um, they tracking you down? Because they had already talked to the other four siblings and everybody turned them down on coming to work for my dad oh. and working in the business. Okay. Mm. And I'm the youngest. Okay. And, and just graduating from school. Yeah. So I asked, well, I don't understand. Why, is, why isn't somebody else willing to do this? And they said, well, they all have solid, you know, careers. Yeah. And I thought, that's what I want. <laughs> I actually wanted to, to be in the family business. This, this was a family business that had just changed hats, you yeah. know, from different things. And I really did want to do this someday. Sure. But I wanted to actually go to work for either 3M, Spray Univac, or Control Data. Those were the three hot companies mm-hmm. back then. And I wanted to learn how to run a business. I wanted to be educated by the experts. It's one thing to be academic and read it in the textbook. It's another reality. And then I wanted to come into the business. So long story short, dad asked me if I'd come into the business. And I said, reluctantly, I'll give you one year. Mm. Well, it's now 43 years. Wow. (laughs) But um, what I didn't realize was the joy that I was going to have by uh, overcoming all the obstacles along the way, mm. and it was there were it, it was many. a mountain full, yeah, many, and that was joyful for you. In hindsight, yeah, <laughs> today it's joyful. It wasn't so joyful back then, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, but overcoming builds confidence. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. So I you completely come back- agree. So you come back from England, you guys uh, buy a big commercial building, hire a bunch of people and get to work, right? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, actually, um, I showed up and I said, okay, um, I'm going to make a deal. I'll give you, I'm going to give you a year, but that's it. And uh, he said, well... Um, I can't pay you. I can't pay you. I said, well, what does that mean? And he said, well, right <laughs> now there's no cash flow. So um, I I had negotiated a deal, and I actually learned my learned from my dad how to barter. So he he had built a swimming pool for Wynn Stevens, which was a Buick dealer in town. And the deal that he made with him once was, you know, build him a pool, and a part of it was a car, was how he got paid. So that was a barter. One aspect that I hadn't shared yet is the pools that he had built, I, too, became the pool service guy to his customers. Mm. So the people, um, the people that owned the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press and the Vikings at that time, the last name was Ritter, of uh, the Knight Ritter, you know, um, newspaper chain. Okay. So I was I would clean their pool when Stevens, the vice president of the dealership, and I I cut a deal with them, and I said I will do all of this work for the summer and supply all the chemicals. And I'll open the pool, I'll close the pool, and this is how much revenue it's going to be. If you would be entrusting to me, I'd like to buy that 1972 MG. Oh, no way. That's down on the 494 lot. I've picked it out. And <laughs> um, 
you make that pool, that car available to me, and I'll assure you that I'll do all these services for a year. Because mm. that's what I learned from my dad. Yeah. And it worked. They said, go pick it up. Nice. <laughs> we got a deal. So you had an MG? I had an MG. So did my father. Oh. That was his favorite car. One of my favorite, too. <laughs> I love sports cars. So the reason I tell you that story is I said to my dad, I said, well, if you can't pay me, I want a car yeah. and we can lease it. So at that time, I, I really uh, was admired by the um, Mazda RX-7. And it had, oh, the rot- yeah. had the rotary engine and it came out in 1978. I bought the 1979. And so the first six months I didn't get paid, but I did have a car, mm. I had a credit card. So I could go from location to location. So the deal I made with my dad in the first six months was I'll go out and sell, and when I've sold more than you can make, I'll come home. It took me six months. So I left Minneapolis, and I went down through Iowa. Not too much there. Didn't find much business. <laughs> <laughs> went, over, went over to um, uh, Nebraska mm-hmm. and then to Colorado, and I sold my first 100 units uh, the, of the King Feeders, what we called it, that would dispense the bromine for these hot tubs. I sold 100 there, and that was a big deal. Mm. Linda Gentry, chemical sales. Her husband's name was Rod. I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> big deal. That's when it started. 100 units, not, not 20,000. No, no, no. Okay, hundred. Yeah, yeah I, had some, I had some work to get up to that twenty thousand, which yeah. obviously was nothing because they never committed. I mean, they never came through. Yeah, right. So I continued throughout the United States, and I worked all the way up to California. And I was working from um, Escondido down the mm-hmm. southern uh, tip, all the way up to, through Los Angeles, and I literally would go into every town. And I'd, sorry, you salespeople that were wondering who tore the yellow pages out. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) And so I pull into town. We go into a phone booth, open the yellow pages, tear out all the hot tub and swimming pool companies, uh, hot tub at that time. And then I take it to a Motel 6, which, by the way, was $6. (laughs) And sometimes a Super 8. And if they didn't have a six, if they didn't have Motel Six, it was Motel Eight, and that was eight dollars. Yeah. Super oh, okay. eight. And so I pull into each town, and I drive all the way down through the whole town to make sure that there wasn't a Motel Six. If there was, I stayed there. If there wasn't, I stayed at the eight. Interesting. I, so to, that's how they got their names, Motel Six a, and the Super Eight. That's, that's what their price fact. was. Mm-hmm. Oh, how interesting! I never uh, knew that. I didn't, yeah, <laughs> either. Then I'd go into the room. I'd, I'd stop at a, at a gas station, get a map, and I would open the map up, and I would take and look at each address, and I'd put a little dot or yellow, and I'd on the pl- city plot, map. It, plot it on the map, and then the next morning, I'd start calling, and whoever I talked to first that was closest was my first call. Okay. Then the second, and I'd work the whole city, and if, if I had to, I'd drive around the town twice. If I couldn't make the call, then I'd leave and hit... Hit the next city. Yeah. How old were you at this town? 22, 24? 21. 21. Mm-hmm. And being in an outside sales position like that and uh, a business depending on your performance, uh, did you, you know, I, I picture, and maybe you didn't feel this way, but you're just young guy, fresh out of college, trying to sell stuff business to business. Uh, did, was your age much of an obstacle that you felt like in the eyes of uh, dealing with these other business owners? It was for me internally. I don't know if it was yeah. for them, but I grew a beard because <laughs> I wanted to look older than I was. Yeah. Right. Full beard like you wear, yeah. Jason, and uh, tried to look as old as I could. And then yeah. it was a learning experience. Wow. I had no idea what was really going on because I didn't even... I didn't even really know the product that well myself. I didn't know what the real needs were. So every call was a learning experience and how to sell it. Yeah. And I didn't even know we, I didn't have a brochure yet. Mm. I had a prototype. I didn't have the actual product Mm. and I had a business card and I took a picture of the product and I made 300 copies. And I would leave behind a business card and a picture of the product, with, and I put the price on the back. What was the price? At that, one, at that time, it was um, 
$26.95. Okay. Wow. Okay. Don't ask me how much it is today because we don't sell those. <laughs> yeah, you've come up with a lot of products since then. And uh, one thing that I found interesting during our tour is all the patents right? that your company has been able to uh, achieve uh, to the point where you have a full-time patent attorney on staff. Is that right? Well, uh, a, a paralegal. Paralegal. That okay. works with... It works with our patent attorneys. Gotcha. And uh, how many patents? Do you have any idea how many are at now? I thought we were in the 80s, but I just talked to my assistant. I think you were there. Mary? She says well yeah. over 100. So uh, I guess there's over 100. Wow. And, and she manages them, so I trust her. <laughs> yeah. So you have over 100 patents all dealing with uh, distributing chemicals into pools and spas. Correct. And uh, it's, it also sounded like there's two major components to achieving those patents. There's, the, there's this chemical engineering component and there's this mechanical component to doing so. Right. And, um, uh, you know, a, uh, that, the one, that other story that I find really interesting was in the early days, some of the big players in the industry mm-hmm. weren't too fond of you guys coming up from the ranks and they were trying to do things to... Make sure that didn't happen. You want to touch on that story a little bit? Yeah, sure. Well, it was um, it was kind of an interesting thing. We had um, come out with what we call the next generation product. Um, as you know, our mission statement is water treatment, rock and roll, unique delivery system, and Star Wars ingredients. And so <laughs> we we as were, you know, <laughs> yeah, I knew you had it memorized. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's right behind you. Um, yes. But that that basically means that we do everything unique, which is you know the equivalent of intellectual property patents, mm-hmm. and we don't want to ever be like anybody else. So that's the Star Wars ingredients means it's got to be really out there, like in the universe, like it's not been done before, which is why we have these different uh, EPA patents, uh, EPA well patented and formulas registrations. and registrations. Um, but to your point. When we entered into the market with our brand Frog, the year that we came into the market, the competitor at that time had just been acquired by one of the billion-dollar companies. And the people that sold it to them told them that they had at least a five-year head start. Hmm. They bought it on a Friday. The trade show was on Monday, and we were there with a competitive product. (laughs) So much for that five-year head start, huh? Right. <laughs> right. So that was um, that was year one. And then in year two, we introduced two new products at the trade show. And the, uh, the CEO of that company um, had served us at the trade show with patent infringement um, with a sheriff. Not one day, but two days in a row. Mm. And that basically sent a, a ripple effect through the trade show, and naturally that wasn't easy. So what they were, they were out to, um, you know, shut us down. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a low blow. I mean, you must have wanted to make a spectacle out of you at that trade show by doing it right there and then with the sheriff and all that, right? Yep, yeah. that's exactly right. Night. I reached out to him and I said, you know, could we have a cup of coffee? And he said, sure. So the next morning we, we were down in Louisiana and sat down for a cup of coffee about three feet apart, which was very intimidating to me. I'm still a young guy, right? I'm, mm-hmm. At this point, I'm probably um, 33, 34 years old. And uh, I, I said, well, what exactly are you trying to do? And he said, well, we're going to shut you down. And I said, well, what we have is ethical, it's honest, it's high integrity. In fact... Um, it's a superior product. It, <laughs> Amen. I don't know if I said that, but um, it well, was. Well, I can say that now. Yeah, we can. So anyway, they were. he was just um, trying to make a point, and he said, you know, he asked me a question. He said, how much money do you think you have? And I said, I don't, I don't know what you mean. He says, well, who has more money? You think we have deeper pockets or you? And they're a billion-dollar company, and I, the obvious answer, right? Right. And I said, you know, our God reigns. He's. I am not intimidated by you. This is something that you know was invented 
God gave us the uh, the ideation of it. And uh, I should note that my dad was an inventor. I didn't know that I was. In fact, I'm not so sure I still am an inventor other than my names on all the patents, or at least the majority of them. God really worked through me, just like he did my dad. And I didn't realize that until he had retired. And then, wow, things really started to happen. And so just uh, listening to the customer and responding with, you know, wherever the pain point is, that's where we go. Where's the pain point? And we remove the pain. And that usually brings... Yeah. And I yeah. think your philosophy of that things aren't problems, but they're opportunities to be met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And listening to the customer then, what are those pain points? Right. Which meant we have opportunity here. What dad used to say is, um, don't work on the difficult, work on the impossible, because everybody else is working on what the difficult things are. Oh, interesting. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So this company that was trying to take you out of business back in the day, are they still around? They are. Mm -hmm. Mm. How are they doing? We're bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We we are. Well, in this... In this in this uh, segment of the business, the the niche that we're in, yeah, it's yeah. it's something that it's um, drastically improved on our end. And uh, when did you go from working on the business to owning the business? When I was thirty one years old, I bought the business from my dad, and that's when I had my first invention, mm. which is really the core business model to what all of our products have. We want to add value to everything that we do. So okay. naturally we look at what's what's been done yeah. and we add value so people will want to buy what we have. Mm. Okay. And uh, at that time, I think, was that the, was that the shift where you went from uh, ma- actually manufacturing the product to no longer manufacturing and kind of focusing on what it is that you're good at? Yeah, I've always felt that we're, um, well, uh, my personal passion is not only just for water, but it's also for the marketing and the sale of the product. And I always felt that if we could focus on you know, the, the revenue side mm. and we would use a network enterprise to manufacture the products using expertise in, in every area that we needed, <clears throat> that would be the best way to, uh, to leverage the business. Yeah, and how has that turned out for you? Well, it turned out really well in the in the first five years. I would say it was very very difficult because that was back when interest rates were twenty one percent. So when I bought the business, um, we had a one year old. Yeah, oh we had, wow! Yeah, so I, I'd say to Mary, if you can be patient, yeah. I need to get us out of the hole we're in. Yeah, it's twenty one percent interest. And we're le- we're factoring our receivables. Do you know what that means? No, factoring your receivables. Factoring. No. So every sale you'd make, you'd go to the bank, and you'd not the regular bank. Yeah, the ones that the like, bank, the bank for people that needed help. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, downtown Minneapolis. Uh, Uncle Louie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you knew you knew Uncle Louie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, we became best friends. He so, loved me. So you'd make a sale and then go tell Uncle Louie about it. Yeah, yeah. it's actually a you know it's a, it was a real business at that time. It was yeah. a bank downtown. Okay. I think it was called First National Bank. Oh, and uh, they they would factor it. So what that meant is they would give me eighty percent, eighty cents on every dollar because they needed to hedge okay. in case. Yeah. We didn't get the receivable. Okay. And then we also leveraged our inventory. And our, if our inventory was, say, a million dollars, they'd give us up to 500000 Hmm. So that's how they had a business model that allowed people like us getting started. Yeah. Because nobody was going to allow us. Uh, we weren't bankable. Yeah. You know, that's the bottom line. So yeah. this was a sub-bank. Sure. That... They're going to earn a lot of money, right? This 21%. way, and take the risk. Yeah. So, you know, thank goodness. But it took us about three years to get out of there. Wow! And on the verge of bankruptcy twice. Oh yeah, without uh, a doubt. So it was those it were was the rough years. Those were the challenging years. Yeah, those first three. Yeah. 
Now, if that same type of transaction were to occur today, is that same option available? Would you call it some factoring? Factoring is that yeah. still something that's available? It's out still, there? it's still a thing. It's probably done in different ways. Yes, sure, sure. Right, they've got like high interest credit cards now. You know that. Also, you can. Uh, Makes me think of hard money loans on the real estate side of things. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of short term, high interest type loans that are uh, kind of heavily collateralized with the, the real estate property that you're buying. So if, if if it does go belly up, I mean, they're they're in there gobbling up that real estate pretty mm-hmm. quick and making it their own. Right. Yeah. I think the thing that as I look as I listen to you, Joe, talk about the history of the company. And which has been a, a part of it through today is are the relationships that you form mm. with your partners, mm-hmm. whether they're a supplier, um, whether you're someone you're selling to. And when I think of the customers that we had and the vendors, I guess more so than well customers too, but vendors um, during that time. And not only had we purchased the company in the process, incurred a lot of debt when we started. And then on these bankruptcy eaves that we had, when there was no money, but we had to keep, we had product we had to sell, so it had to be manufactured. And if I remember, if I'm telling this correctly, you gave your word to several of our suppliers Mm, and said, I will be good to my word. If you will work with us, I will work with you. This is what we need to do to make it. They all agreed. No one said, we're done. Mm-hmm. How many, was that three or four people? Actually, it's, I hadn't thought about that until this minute. So thanks for reminding me. Yeah, that's I, that's I, a I, key I, part of the history. So I wasn't able to pay them. And they were my five, five. it was actually okay. five um, primary vendors um, all here in Minnesota. And I, I called him and I asked him, could you meet me at the Hopkins house, which was a hotel on Highway 7? And I went into the, I called them and asked them if, if we could use one of their meeting rooms. We did. We didn't order any appetizers. We didn't order anything. <laughs> Free water. <laughs> I offered the, and, and there was an open bar if they wanted to buy their own drink. And I wasn't able to buy a thing, but I got them together and I just said, I, the reason I asked you all five to get here today, today to talk to you is that I'm not able to pay any one of you. And if I pay one of you, somebody's going to get left out. But I assure you that I will pay all of you if I can get you to agree to give me some time. Mm. And so we bought the time. They all agreed. It was a handshake. This is why integrity is, one, is number one in our core values here. Mm-hmm. Because your word is your bond, right? That's golden. So that's how I turned the business around. And one of the manufacturers, um, right here in Minnesota, up in uh, Maple Grove, we still do business with today. Wow! And I will tell you that was done on a handshake. Yeah. The vice president, he and I met. I called him. I said. Originally, I said, do you have this such and such a 500-ton uh, press? And he said, yes. I said, do you have any time available on it? He said, interesting enough, we just lost a huge customer out of Texas. They were acquired, and we lost their business, so we have all the time in the world that you can have. I said, great. Can I come see you? We had a cup of coffee. He showed me the plant. I told him what we were doing. I said, if you can produce it, high-quality, I'll pay you. And we started this relationship and I said, I'll sell it. You just make it. Hmm. And that was our deal. Mm-hmm. And that's easily 35 years ago. Wow. Wow. And today our business is dramatic. It's huge. It's a big part of their business. Oh, nice. So it's been a real win-win. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So let's talk about what what it is that you guys uh, more specifically sell or deal with in, today, presently. I know it has to do with pools and spas. Mm-hmm. It has to do with chemicals. And um, are you guys actually 
producing the chemical that goes in the water and the mechanism that's used to distribute that chemical into the water? Is it both sides? Yeah, it's a it's a combination thereof. We've, um, as I mentioned earlier, we've invented our own chemistries and we've had to get those EPA registered, which was no small feat, hmm. literally millions of dollars and really? many, many years of... of uh, collecting data and preparing. One of our reports, it was over 1,500 pages. Wow. And it took, a, took years to, to develop. Our competition really never thought that we had um, staying power to, mm-hmm. to do all that. Mm-hmm. And something that I believe in is the long game. And when I say the long game, I'm not talking about for me in my lifetime. I'm thinking at least a generation out, maybe two. Yeah. depending on, on the time and the investment and what the opportunity is. So we developed these formulas and the delivery systems, and uh, we want to just be the very best at what can be done. Yeah. And uh, do you want to touch on this, This um, I don't know, new type of chlorine? Is that what it is that you... Uh, well, we call, it, we call it smart chlor. Smart chlor. And so chlorine's been around for 100 years, <clears throat> In hot tubs, there's been a leading chemical called dichlor, and that that chemical is um, like sugar. It's uh, granular, and mm-hmm. it, it, and you would you know put it in with a teaspoon, mm. maybe two or three teaspoons every so many days. Here's where my passion comes in. So we were at the early days of hot tubs when they came into the into the world, and. I could never understand how these manufacturers would make a hot tub but not create a way of taking care of it through any automation. Mm. And if I was going to spend, it'd be like buying a car. You know, you're going to spend certainly five to $15,000 for it. Yeah. And it would be like getting a, buying a car without a gas tank. It just has enough to get you uh, a day's distance. That's how I envisioned this. And I thought, there's got to be a better way. So we developed a delivery system, first for bromine, then with our mineral technology, which is part of that Star Wars ingredients, and then came Smart Chlor. And Smart Chlor, we basically researched um, the customer and our sales reps and said, what would be the best? Like, what would you, what, what would just be amazing? And they just talked about it being something that's um, chlorine-based, not bromine-based, and that it would continue to deliver on a consistent basis. Now, keep in mind, dichlor in a sugar just dissolves instantly. So we had to have something that would... would uh, dispense and yeah. dissolve slowly. So we came up with a, a way to do that, and we call that smart core. You're right. I mean, when, you, when you're talking about that, I mean, I had this vision of those air fresheners that automatically squirt a mist of fr- air freshener into the air on a time basis, or maybe it's like motion activated. Mm-hmm. They should do something like that with, with hot tubs. I have a hot tub, and sometimes I won't be in there for two weeks, and therefore I don't put any chemicals in it, and I forget about it, and then I might put too much, and Causes my skin to be itchy and this and that. Uh, so I think this is a very smart idea. Yeah, it, and it, it really gets better than that because what we've done is we've, uh, we came up with the, uh, we set a bar that um, on our swimming pool products, they cut chlorine use by 50% of all the competitors. And then with our hot tub product, it's 75% which means you're only operating on 25% of every, what everybody else would do. Wow. So it's better for your body, your skin, yeah. your health. You don't smell it. Mm. And it continues to deliver on a consistent basis. It's, it's a continuously delivered system, self-regulating per se. Now, I already have a hot tub that doesn't obviously have your system in it. Can my hot tub be, I don't know, retrofitted to Absolutely. use your... Yeah, we d- we developed a delivery system that anyone can use on any hot tub, and it's about the size of a grapefruit, and it's got our mineral technology in it. It's got the smart core technology in it, and you it floats in the tub. Yeah, and then it actually will um, list, and then eventually turn over 
and it tells you when it's out. Oh. Oh, wow. These are really smart products. Yeah, sounds that way. How do I get one of those? Well, any dealer in town would have it. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So you don't sell direct to the consumer. You're selling to the dealers and Correct. distributors. Correct. Got it. All right. Uh, so is that um, the bread and butter, what you got going on now? Um, that, that distribution of the uh, smart chlore and the, the chemical mm-hmm. and the, the mechanism, the grapefruit device yeah. in itself? Right, yeah, yeah. That, that along with uh, many different uh, delivery systems, similar technology, but in different form and fit for different customers, different hot tub manufacturers, et cetera. Okay. And we are in for residents, for residential. We're, we don't do commercials or, or public things. Yeah, okay. It's all residential swimming pools. So anyone tubs. listening to this podcast, can you can have one too. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that um, we've touched on a little bit, maybe more so before we went live here, is um, it's about the people here at King. And uh, so we've talked about what our mission statement is. Mm-hmm. Um, but our vision statement is probably the why. Why people come to work at King. Mm-hmm. And that's to enrich lives daily. And, mm-hmm. and um, people have asked us, well, you know, why haven't you just sold your business? And um, what's really, what's occurred in our lives and what we're so grateful for and appreciative is, is that the, the company itself and the products and everything that we do is really the foundation of, number one, our faith, because we've had to overcome a lot of obstacles. And so it's grown our faith. And we have two boys and our sons have come into the business and they are going to be what we'll call on one hand legacy mm. so that it goes on to the next generation. And we also encouraging them to take it to the next generation after that and after that. We have six grandchildren and hoping that they too will enter into the business. Right. And it's really a, a place to grow your character and yeah. personal development, and it's very rewarding. Yeah. But not just that. That's just the beginning for us personally. Then to see others come into the business. So enriching lives daily, what does that mean? We want to enrich every person's life that comes to work here mm-hmm. because we, we can see just personal growth. And right. you know, this is a, it's a joy to work together. It's a joy to overcome uh, challenges. It's together. A, yeah, together. This is, um, we have a very collaborative environment. This is really uh, a place to grow uh, personally, professionally, and your faith in many cases. And um, I use this term, I love it, and it's when we have ladies and gentlemen coming together to work together. To serve each other. And serve each other. Right. We serve each other first. And then we go and we serve others. Mm. And in some cases, it's our vendors. We're serving them. Mm-hmm. We are a, a revenue for them. Um, you met James and many of the other people today. Mm-hmm. When he goes to our vendors and does rent, vendor review, the first questions he's asking is, how can we be your best customer? We want to be your best customer. What nice. does that mean? Can we pay you better? Can we communicate better? Can we treat you better? What information do you need from us? How can we forecast better? That thinking is how we translate all of our jobs. And then if you go to a distributor, it's the same thing. Mm. How can we be your best supplier? I think what happens in the end with that is that there is great loyalty that's built. Yeah. Between the employees, with our customers, you know, we have relationships for a very long time with yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very refreshing, unique way to approach business. Mm-hmm. So far, too often, it's the exact opposite, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to uh, lay the screws to everybody else. You know, I want to get my product cheaper, and uh, but I want to sell it to you for more. You know, mm-hmm. and, exactly. And, and that's. That's uh, 100% their motive, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and that's a vi- that's that's not the long game. I mean, we we use that expression a lot, but if you don't, first of all, you have to live with yourself and mm. know: Have I done my best job? Am I honest with my employees? Am I honest? Am I selling my best product to the customer? Mm. You know, I think with our name on the door, King Technology, it's not like it's just you know. Um, XYZ technology. When your name is on the door, yeah. it's really your 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 it, reputation is on the line every single day. Right. Yeah. And we take that very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed during the tour was um, how you knew everybody by name. You knew And about, their wives. Yeah. Uh, you know, about their background, their families, <laughs> uh, what they're currently doing, recent promotion, yeah. how they got hired. And um, you're giving them, um, I guess, praise and recognition that didn't at all feel false or, or forced, forced, right? Like you genuinely appreciate and have a vested interest in the people that work here mm. and uh, about making them, helping them be better people, right? Right, Live better lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, Jason, what we're trying to do. You know, um, I've told others, you know, people, most of my peers at this point have sold their business. Right. In fact, very few. I have very few people. And uh, some of my best friends have sold their business. One not in uh, this industry, but last uh, May, one of my best friends sold his business and I, he's got a three-year contract with the company to continue with him and I just talked to him recently I said so um, how's how is it going and I, do you think you'll be signing up you know for next year and the year after and he said it'll be a hundred it'll be a, there's a zero chance that I will sign up for another year oh wow and I said how so like what what's happened he said our our leader our CEO doesn't have a strategy he doesn't communicate our president doesn't even show up. He works wow. from home. There's no culture. Our best people have left. It and I'm I built this. I spent just like you did, mm. Joe. I spent 40 years building this business and to see it all crumble. fall apart and crumble and I'm I'm actually being compensated by the team that is ruining my business that I built. He said this is probably one of the most difficult things I've ever done in my life. Just seeing it crumble in front of his eyes. Right. And and we love what this business has done for us individually, my wife and I, and collectively. I mean, this has not been easy. Right. But it's been great. Mm -hmm. It's been really hard. It's been really hard. Good. Your word, rich. Yeah, and rich. I just love. I love the richness of this life, the relationship that we have with each of these people, and the way we're living our lives is the way we want to live. Like this is the way it should be done. Mm, I agree. And we treat everybody with respect, Mm. high integrity. Mm. We encourage courage. I like that. We are all servant leaders, Mm. and we're out to make a difference in everybody's lives that we do business with. Yeah. We want, I have a we, question for you. Yeah, please. You know, uh, in this, you know, business climate right now with COVID and everything that's going on, so many people are struggling in their businesses, you know, whether it's supply chain issues or HR issues, hiring, that type of thing, finding good people. You've mentioned a few times that you have had to overcome many obstacles. What do you attribute being able to overcome those obstacles? What would you recommend to the people that are facing obstacles currently Mm -hmm. to get past them so that they can one day be where you are right now? Well, it, it begins every day for Mary and I. We do our daily devotion and we are, Pray. We, are, we are praying. So we're praying for guidance and direction, and we get discernment from that. We encourage our executive team, our directors, and our staff, whatever that means to them. We, this is how we're living our lives, and we're just trying to reflect how we think is a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Some do and some don't. It's up to them. But I would just say that, you know, when we... Um, 
what we're finding on hiring, you know, everybody's trying to find people to hire. Right. If we get somebody in the building, we have a better than 80% chance that they'll sign on with us. Wow. Okay. When we get the core values in alignment, we want we want somebody that that wants to have high wants to live and, and work together in high integrity and to be encouraged. We we actually encourage people to fail. Fail fast, as fast <laughs> as you possibly can, because we want them to come up with these innovations. Keep trying. Try, and that doesn't mean just in product. That's in the entire company, processing and, and IT and you name it. We really encourage people to live this life. And maybe it starts with before we penned out our core values, we simplified it. We said it's faith first, family second, work third, in that order. And we mean it. So as an example, my assistant's at home with her children today and has been this week because they, they just don't feel well. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, faith, as in be praying for your kids, to be with them. And then right. when you're done with that, then come back to work. Because, you know, if you're at work and your kids are homesick, you really aren't at work. Right. And we've always lived that way. We've been doing that for 40 years. We learned that from our parents. It's something that we believe in. And that's the way we treat people. We want that. There's not a person here that's been here of any for any length of time that hasn't gone through something health-wise, relationship-wise, you name Finances. it. Finances. You name it. <clears throat> we want that to be whole. We want that to be in balance. So... If you can, and we don't, we want people to work a normal work out, uh, work week. We don't want more than that because you need to be home with your family to keep balance. If a family falls apart, you don't have any balance. Right. It, it's so, so important. It's all very important just to be back to the basics. I keep using this term. This is the way life should be. This mm-hmm. is the way we want and, and everybody here, I mean, I think our um, turnover rate is less than 10%. I think it's six. It used to be 2%, but we've been growing so fast over the last several years that numbers are just a little bit bigger. But it's most, my first hire is still with us 38 years ago. That says a lot. Yeah. It's exciting as we've grown before. I would say we're a family business and then we're a small business. And now I feel like I can say, we're a big, small business. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Pretty awesome. And we, we treat everybody as family. That's okay. the way to do it. I yeah. felt that. I yeah. felt that when we walked I believe in. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk the talk, but you also walk the walk. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Thank you, Jason. All right. We're approaching an hour. So, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This has been, this has been really fun. I... When I, before I went, finished up at the U, I was out in um, Bozeman. I went to Montana State my first two years. Oh, wow. And I was a broadcast major. Oh. And I did radio. Oh. And so when we got the headsets on and the mics, I'm <laughs> hearing my voice. It's like, oh, I'm back at yeah. Bozeman. Flashback. I'm back at Bozeman doing the news. This is awesome. <laughs> Good job, honey. Yeah. Here we go. Give me five. Woo. That girl. <laughs> so proud of you. Uh, could I... Can I join your team and yeah, do some interviews? Yeah. <laughs> Just feel like I could put my college days yeah. into use. Yeah. There you go. You look right at home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But you have a face for TV, not radio. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you tell all your guests. Yeah, she's definitely never, not. Oh, she's never told me that. <laughs> Here's your opportunity, Melanie. Oh, you definitely have a face for TV. He does. Uh, okay, that's yeah. why I take so many pictures of you. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, well, all this right, is, this has been wonderful for yeah. us. Thank you for being interested in our business, yeah. and uh, I hope that you. it's um, provided some insight and. In terms of what, how we think and act, and what's led to our business success and to the future. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, Joe. I, I to be honest, I not only. All right. So you, you own a, you own a business. You're the leader. 
and uh, you do your new thing over here. But for some reason, I see bigger things for you. I don't know if that comes at retirement, but uh, I think you'd be a great teacher of some sort, you know, whether that's through the church you're involved in um, or through a local university. Um, but you have a way of explaining things that are easy to understand and are impactful. Mm-hmm. Very you? impactful. That's yeah. the word I would use for sure. This whole yeah. this whole experience has been very impactful mm. for me, wouldn't you say, Jason? Yeah, yeah, you, for sure. Thank you, Melanie, and thank you, Jason. So I would keep that in mind. I mean, I don't know where your future is going to lead you, but uh, I could see you in a, a seat of some sort of yeah education or teaching or leading a group mm. in, a, in a certain direction outside of here. Yeah. Well, to God be the glory. That's what I. Yeah. I it's his will, and that's what I want to do. So I will be listening for what that next yeah. step will be. All right. Before I wrap things up here, is there anything, uh, Mary, that you want to bring up again, or Joe, um, that you want to mention before call it, call it quits? No, I think we've covered it. I would just okay. like to say that um, having our sons join the business when we started knowing how difficult it was with Joe's brothers and dad and how that all, in the end, it, it all settled out, but it was a very difficult time. Sure. And now having our two sons want to come into the business mm-hmm. is wonderful. Yeah. But we never counted on that. But now to have this idea of something being long-term, and that is, I was uh, reading something recently that thought of, that was that it's not just about the next generation, it's about the third and the fourth when you're looking long-term. Mm-hmm. So it's not just our grandchildren, it's our great-grandchildren. Wow. And to have started something, so someone explained it to us that our ceiling is for Alex and Carson, it's their floor. And so oh, wow. we were born for such a time as this, mm-hmm. for the years that we've had for what we've done. Mm-hmm. So now they're... We're partly age, but we're not equipped for the next 25, 30 years. They are. They're young and they've had different training and everything. So we've been the right people at the right time. Mm -hmm. So your ceiling is making a great foundation for them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for everybody here. You know, that's something that, um, again, we take very seriously we're really investing in not just our sons and, and the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. We are investing in every person here. We want a yes. full opportunity for their careers, mm-hmm. for their families, mm-hmm. so that they can educate their kids through college. We're all in. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we also have um, a, a great and a wonderful list of uh, uh, charitable organizations that we're involved in, um, both Mary and myself, as well as our team, the teams have chosen locally and lo- internationally. Yep, and um, nice. you know it's a it's a really awesome opportunity for us to give back, and that brings balance again in life. It, it gives uh, people's opportunity to be involved in the mission, the mission work that, sure. that's being done, um, and uh, that that just brings great you know balance and joy again. It, yeah. It's all about that full. Uh, everything about it. So I'd be repeating myself, but I, I also want to say that um, for any future um, people, if people are listening and they'd like to join this this organization, we'd love to have you because we're really building something great. And if you want to be a part of something great, we'd love to have you join us. That'd be nice. it'd be awesome. And if you're running your own business, like Melanie was asking. We'd love to share with you how, if you have questions, call us. You know, if we can help you build your business, yeah, we'd love to help. Great. That's Generous. awesome. Yeah. All right. Joseph and Mary. King. Mm-hmm. Yes. With Christmas King. is coming. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> with King Technology located in Hopkins, Minnesota. What's the website? I don't have a card in front of me. Do you have the website to, that you want to say? KingTechnology.com. KingTechnology.com. Well, Joe, Mary, 
It's been Jason. A, it's been a Melanie, pleasure, Miss Larue. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure uh, on several fronts, getting to know you two as people and your beliefs and the way you run your business and your purpose and your your steward type mindset and how humble you are despite the great success you have is a true inspiration. Yes. And uh, I, I, I believe every word you said, Joe, mm. you're on, well on your way to that billion-dollar company. And mm. congratulations for everything you have done, and I appreciate your time very much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's been a joy. Thanks, guys. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them applied for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.